Welcome, 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 everyone. This is the Movies Move Us podcast. I'm Ruggero, your host. Very, very excited to be here with the one and only producer, actor, director, part of the founding team of Mogul Productions, James Pratt. How are you feeling, James? I'm feeling good, and I uh, I really appreciate that nice intro. Thanks very much, Roger. Oh, man, I'm super excited to be here, man. I, I, I'm just so passionate about the mission uh, you guys are going for at Mogul Productions, and it, it really comes timely for the evolution of the world of film financing. If you can tell us a little bit about you and how you got to play a part into Mogul Productions. Yeah, I think we have a lot of similarly, uh, I guess, similarities, Roger, in the sense that I love filmmaking. Uh, I studied at an acting school called NIDA. Um, great acting school, very big on techniques. So uh, Sam Worthington, um, Kate Blanchett, there's a great alumni group there. Uh, and I wanted to do more than that, not just in front of the camera. So obviously I, I went behind the camera, uh, studied uh, different things at USC as far as directing. And for me, I would call myself a uh, passionate filmmaker. Uh, I love being in front of the camera, behind the camera, and, and love telling a great story. And I love progressing the industry as well in the film industry. So not just saying, hey, we've made a great film. And then, you know, 10 years later, we're doing the same thing. It's, it's the same horse with a different jockey. It's rather actually making something that's better and bigger. And that's what the filmmaking should be about. Phenomenal. I'm super happy to hear that. I also know that uh, you are in the middle of a whole process there in Sydney right now. So thank you for taking the time to talk about uh, Mogul Productions and the future of film financing with cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and everything that has to do with decentralizing the film financing process. So before getting straight and deep into this enormous well, I wanted to ask you, what is it that we can fix about the current film financing model? You know, I think it's a great question because there's two sides to it. There's the people that want to get into the industry that are looking at the model saying, look, it's broken. It's it's too hard to get into. And then it's also the people that are in the industry that are, let's just say, industry B2B business that are looking at it saying it's still not a fair playing field even when I have connections and I'm in there. And what by that, what I'm really relating to is if you take a 10-pole movie in Hollywood and you want to invest in it, there's no clear roadmap. Uh, studios often are very good, but there are studios out there that they'll say a movie costs $50 million to make, and you don't know where that $50 million goes. They say, oh, we used up all the money in marketing. It didn't make profit. Uh, it's very much almost like stepping on landmines a lot, and you're dealing with millions of dollars. And so I think that's a key part of how you want to fix that system is you want to create it so that if someone says, look, I'm putting up a million dollars for this film, you want to see where that million dollars goes as part of the film production rather than putting up a million dollars and then the film says, well, you know what, inflation or we need we went into penalty and we need to suddenly make you know the film a $2 million film. You want to see exactly where your money's going, exactly when it's going to come out. And I think that also creates a better work environment because then people at the top are thinking, well, look, I can't just take away where the money's going. Uh, it's a much more transparent production. Awesome. And where does uh, Mogul Production come to play a part in this process? The, the real key here is um, Mogul is very much based on the blockchain. So we're talking about transparency so that it's very much as those people who are listening would might think, uh, you know, blockchain, it's all about obviously the ledger that is very public. It's about making sure that people can obviously see where their money goes and obviously investing in a, a mogul production. It's if it's a $2 million budget, it's a $2 million budget. 
And that money is very accountable the whole way through, as well as giving the fans an opportunity to be able to vote on the films that they want to see made. Uh, so that's the other side of it, which we were talking uh, about five minutes ago, which is you have the people that aren't in the industry that want to get into the industry, and we have the people in the industry. And having it on the blockchain makes it a lot more transparent. So having a platform like the one on your guys' website, which we'll put the link in the description of the podcast, uh, on our page, on the website, um, people will be able to basically access a lobby room and they'll be able to choose which films to finance. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So that's part of the, and I think that wins for everybody in Hollywood because when you look at a, when you look at a model uh, in Hollywood, as far as what do the fans want to see, rather than what does a room full of people that have data, but what do the fans want to see? And it's it's great for the filmmaker that makes that film because obviously there's an inbuilt audience. They've all voted on what they want to see, and it's a fair voting system. It's it's not you know like spam emails or spam voting. But the other side of it too, which is really important, is that if you have fans voting on the films they want to see, they feel more entitled uh, and, and more part of the process, a little bit like the Deadpool story. Obviously, that film didn't get off the ground uh, originally, but then obviously once there was the viral online campaigns, the fans got involved, there was such a push for it, and then look at it, you know, the second highest grossing R-rated film of all time. And that was a big part due to the, the fans getting behind it. Fantastic. And looking at the platform as well, I can see that there is a whole currency within the platform the stars right correct yeah and and that's the best way to work on a blockchain so that everybody has the same let's just say everyone has the same playing field and that's what you would call moguls currency it's, it's what the token is so in other words this is a platform where people can participate to vote or to support films through a third-party currency the stars and in Correct. this way, we will be able, as a community of filmmakers, give access to whoever is out there in the world to support uh, the films that are on the platform to get made. Yeah, and and not just uh, not just the fans. Obviously, the the filmmakers is one part. The fans is one part, and simply just people that are wanting to have a different experience as well along the way, rather than just being told this is what's coming onto my streaming service or this is the movie that's coming out. It's these people have had an opportunity to see it come underway, vote on it, be a part of the process. And depending how much they want to get involved as well, they can have that access as well. So we have obviously access passes, whether you want to go to the the, the red carpet, uh, right up to if you want to try and get a speaking role. It, it really empowers not just the filmmaker, but like I said, the fans as well. Absolutely. So for independent filmmakers out there, why is this a solution to their filmmaking problem nowadays? I, I think a couple of reasons. One, because for a long time you had to be in Hollywood to be able to have that access, to be able to either talk to people with money, talk to people to be in a film community, but also to speak the same language. It's it's obviously 10 years ago if you lived in a, a – and I'm throwing some suggestions out here – but if you were in perhaps Indiana or you are in Arkansas and you are trying to get a, a feature film off the ground as opposed to you were in Burbank, California trying to get off the ground – resources, communication, finances, all those things are a lot harder. Mogul brings together that community of filmmakers. So for the independent filmmaker, it gives them an opportunity to be able to pitch their script and put it in. It gives them an opportunity if it gets through the script creation process. Uh, it gives obviously the, the fans the chance now to vote on your project and get your name out there as well. And at the same time as well, I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities I've seen when I uh, when I was at USC, which was if you have a script 
and you're going to get it into a script creation process. You know, we've got people like Cindy Cowan, uh, you know, nominated for an Oscar, David Cormican, obviously Emmy-winning uh, producer, um, and a whole range of people, Piers Tempest. These guys are, are real producers that will give you feedback as well, which, again, you're living in Arkansas 10 years ago, just wasn't there. This is a, a really great progressive way to, to look at filmmaking. So there is also a mentorship element that's part of the Mogul platform. I think I wouldn't call it a mentorship. I'd call it more the fact that if you're going to put your script in to get it made, you're going to get that script in front of real people. That if it gets made, it's going to get made the right way. And at the same time, if it gets made or if you put your script in, you actually know who's looking at it too, rather than you see a lot of these people, oh, pitch me a script idea. You don't know who's looking at it behind the scenes. And again, feedback that comes through obviously script creation is a good thing for filmmakers too, because they can obviously go on and see what, if their script didn't get selected, what are some of the other films that got selected? Could I vote on that this month? It's a lot more interactive. So let's say there are filmmakers out there that are interested, that they want to support the vision of Mogul, that they want to be part of this process. What can be done? What can they do? And how does that process look like? I think the best thing is looking at what their, their objective is. If you'd like to connect with filmmakers, sign up on the Mogul platform, be a part of the community, and your opportunity there to network with other filmmakers is terrific. That's, that's a small part. If you're looking at obviously getting your film made, submitted into the film's uh, curation process. And again, this is a, a real thing here where you're, you're getting in front of people that it'd be very hard for you to, to get your script in front of David or Cindy usually uh, in the Hollywood process. And at the same time too, for the filmmaker who wants to learn, who wants to see, hey, I wanna see the process being made. There's a lot more of a voice and a lot more of an opportunity for them to follow the process as well. Wow, this is such an incredible opportunity for indie filmmakers all over the world, really, because that opportunity to have that platform online and really decentralized through this currency, the stars, it's really an opportunity that's, 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 it's almost like the first time that something like this could ever happen thanks to technology. And I think you nailed it there. You, you said the word technology and also opportunity. And I think they go really well together where like we were talking before, you don't have to be in Hollywood now to have a voice. And that's something that Mogul's really passionate about, wanting to give everybody a voice. Fantastic, man. Wow. This is really, really exciting. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about all the possible revenue streams that come with something like this as well. Uh, what are the lateral, the parallel revenue streams that something like the Mogul platform could offer? Well, I think something that's very big in the, the film industry right now, which people are starting to touch on, it's, it's got a lot more momentum in the music industry, but the NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And this is good for the industry, for the indie filmmaker, because it is extra revenue streams. And again, this is something that I wouldn't say Mogul is, um, you know, pushing along no one else is it's just something that mogul obviously being on the blockchain is embracing as well and embracing in a great way so nfts is an opportunity for you as a filmmaker independent filmmaker to look on your own project to make extra income i'll give you a great example short films what do you do with a short film even if it gets into a great festival often the best thing you can do with a short film is use that as your show reel to either get funding for a feature film or to to simply go and use that as your calling card but it's not a, a strong income stream. Short films now are being sold as NFTs because people look at it as, okay, well, this guy might be a big time director in 10 years. I wanna be the guy that owns 
the rights to is for I own part of his his short film, uh, or I want to have a the artwork from this guy's short film, which is the one and only of its kind, uh, and he's won this film festival. He's an up and coming filmmaker. So that's just a very brief way of looking at say short films, NFTs, artwork. Uh, it could be a limited edition, you know, theater ticket. There's a whole way in which filmmakers now can look at making money uh, from their film content. Fantastic. James, just for the ones out there who might not be familiar with the term NFTs, can you explain to us what is an NFT? Yeah, uh, a non-fungible token. Um, and keeping in mind, it's you're basically owning the digital asset. So the digital version of something which is a one of a kind, no one else has. Uh, a great example of that might be uh, there is a digital, uh, sorry, there is a, a movie poster that gets done up and it's a one of a kind. And traditionally with a movie poster, you might get the physical asset, like a, a painting, you might get that actual, uh, let's just say tangible asset. Uh, this is the digital version. And so often artists call, they'll do a, a one, well, let's say they'll do an NFT, like we've got one with Rob Pryor coming up where he's gonna do an artwork. Um, Rob Pryor, great concept artist in Hollywood, director, uh, would have seen his work from Star Wars, uh, Marvel. Uh, so very well-known guy, very good artist, but he's gonna do an artwork. And then at the end of doing the artwork, once the digital asset is there, he's gonna burn the original. So it only is a digital version. So think about all the things in film that are digital, that are one of a kind, and the opportunities are, are limitless. The really exciting thing that I've seen is people, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, he's got a film, Kilroy, he's offering up as an, he offered up as an NFT. Um, Trevor Hawkins, he's a great guy to look up as well. His film was sold as an NFT and he chose that over distribution or pre-sales distribution. So he chose to make a film and sell it as an NFT rather than distribution. Uh, I'm pretty sure the film's called Lackawanna. Uh, looks a great film, um, but don't quote me on that because I uh, I was reading about it. But, uh, but that's a great example of a guy that's looking at a new way of making an indie film and revenue streams are going to be, he's looking at it like an NFT is a better way of making a revenue stream than going down the traditional, let's just get finance, distribution, and then it's, basically cut and dried for whatever it's going to be. Do you think that for a filmmaker to commit to this model, um, then it implies that he has to give something up from the traditional filmmaking model? I think it's almost like going to, uh, almost like going to Walmart and realizing there's a whole couple more aisles <laughs> in, in the in the in the shopping part I feel like there's a whole smorgasbord of, of opportunities now for filmmakers and they can pick and choose which one is going to fit best with what their film is because like I said I think if you have a short film and the short film runs its course and and you know you're a talented filmmaker you obviously know all about the difference between a feature film and a short film you do have limitations with the short film having the opportunity to to look into nfts with a short film and make money off that is a whole new row of shopping aisles that you've got that you didn't have before likewise with a feature film there are feature films out there that just don't find distribution or for example they don't get the reaction from distributors that they're looking for and they need another opportunity to look for and obviously this is also an industry about making money too so it protects the investor as well Hmm. So it seems like uh, there is a complete transparency over something that is a digital asset. And that 
can can shake a few brains as well because uh, we struggle with abstract elements and translating that into a, a business that can be very tangible um, that that can be challenging. How do you suggest filmmakers to learn and educate themselves on this topic? I think the best thing is to read and and to have a look online at reputable sources. I, I think that the key thing, the key hook that uh, we we didn't we almost touched on it before, is the that the idea with the nft is that obviously whenever you put this obviously this one of a kind up it's also a copyright so it gives the filmmaker a lot better transparency and obviously who owns the original but also who owns the copyright of the film the idea because it's obviously stored in the in the uh, in the ledger and what that means is obviously going down you know five years later ten years later that artist or that content creator has a lot more control and also it's a much safer way of again in the music industry it's it's even more sort of uh moved along further and we're seeing people worried about you know songs or ideas they're obviously a lot easier to do in the music industry because it's a you know songs a lot shorter than a, a an hour and a half film but it gives an opportunity to protect copyright, but it also gives an opportunity for the original artist, the person that obviously you know came up with the, the digital asset or owns the digital asset to begin with. It gives them an opportunity to keep making money so you can select what sort of royalty you want. So I'll give you an example, Roger. Let's say um, your latest film, you do up a, a limited edition poster art. It's a digital NFT. You burn the original, the, the actual artwork. I buy it off you you can decide what sort of royalties you want for the rest of the time so that if I suddenly sell that in five years' time, you bet 25% of that every time it gets sold. So for you, it might be that I buy it off you. Obviously, you have that, but then you blow up as a, a big-time director or you just, you know, your career keeps going in the trajectory it's going. I sell it again and someone sells it again. That keeps giving you a commission. It keeps giving you a royalty every time it gets sold. And that's a great way for a filmmaker to to also back themselves, you know, to invest. Look, hey, I think I'm going to be in this this industry for a while. Like, why don't I keep getting something off off things that I've created? Wow, this is really mind blowing to just think about the potential of something like that. And it seems like it's turning filmmakers almost into a currency as well, into into a stock that's increasing or decreasing or however that may be. Um, you're investing in that filmmaker. And that uh, opens up many, many doors for what, what can happen to that filmmaker because everybody wants the best for the filmmaker at the end of the day. Exactly right. Exactly right. And and I think this empowers the indie filmmaker because all of a sudden, and it all goes back to what we were talking about before, which is once upon a time you needed to be in a, a major city area, have the connections, and obviously, you know, make a product and hope it does well. Here, it's you can be in, you know, Dayton, Ohio, and you can make a great indie film, and you can now look at revenue streams that were never there before. That's just phenomenal. It's really mind blowing. Just, just thinking about it and connecting the dots about this, the opportunities that come from something like this, and it's so inspiring to see Mogul acting on this right now. It's not yeah. something that's going to happen later on in the future, whatever. It's happening now. It's really, really special. Uh, very, very inspiring. So what is the next big step for Mogul right now? I think the thing is, is to to make sure we keep empowering everybody and to keep growing. The thing is, is, is 
Moguls for everybody. It's it's not just for people in New York and it's not just for people in Australia or, or once a day. It, it's for everybody because you know what? We're all filmmakers. We're all in that same industry where we want to create. And so it's about obviously growing for everybody, giving everyone a voice. We've got very exciting things. We've got an NFT event coming up with Rob Pryor. The platform's going to keep on offering more and more opportunities for fans, filmmakers, and also for those people that just want to grow and learn to have more of an inside say, like I said, films that are going to be coming up for Mogul, an opportunity for, for fans to be able to get on the red carpet, to be able to actually go and be a part of the process, that's coming up. It's going to be really exciting, obviously, to see these films coming up, be looked after really well. Like I said, we've got a very, very good film team uh, and obviously get them out because they're going to be films that the audience wants to see. Ooh, I, I'm, excited. I'm so much heat up in here. It's 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 really really exciting. Um, this is also something that I want to ask on behalf of the independent filmmakers out there, because we've seen that a lot of films get made, and um, some of the time those films they don't hit the quality that we wish that they would hit. Um, it sounds like that a mogul there is a whole team also that surrounds the idea of the film and collaborates with the filmmakers to get the idea out there to some extent. I just wanted to ask you if you could share a little bit more about that process and what does it look like? What are the percentages of the films that make it on the platform? And what is that process of communication? Yeah, and, and I think that's a great question because, again, the when you asked about what, uh, what Mogul's got coming up, what is the next exciting thing? I mean, Mogul's growing very fast and we've got a great cryptocurrency uh, sort of I, I would say bandwagon or, or group that loves to see what we're doing. We also have the film side that loves to see what we're doing. So there's going to be a big push with obviously the tech side and, and more breakthroughs in allowing that access for people into the film industry. And on the film side, the films that we're going to be doing are going to be obviously uh, films that Mogul's going to fund themselves and, and basically grow from the ground up. There's going to be films that we're going to come in and help finish. There's a great film that Mogul uh, have uh, have helped get over the line, which is called Bonded, Jason Patrick film. And the thing about that there, again, is it's allowing audience to, to come and see a, a really good film. It's got a great subject matter. But also for the independent filmmaker, someone like Mogul coming along and saying, hey, look, you know, we really believe in what you're doing. We want to get it over the line. It's another aspect or another offshoot of, of Mogul wanting to get behind indie filmmakers and give everyone the chance to see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So many questions coming to mind. <laughs> uh, again, because this is something so new and so and it, it's evolving so quickly, um, so many questions, and I believe that it's also fairly complex on, on, on your side, yet it is communicated very well because it, it doesn't it doesn't feel complex it just feels of course there are some steps to take to be able to familiarize with the process but um, the website does a really good job also in the blog section to really create a lot of informative insightful content so um, i'm also wondering whether there are structures in place for the platform to create as well a sort of revenue revenue stream or a direct return to the people who invest in the films Correct. Yeah. So what we want to do is, and we sort of touched on it in the, the first question you asked, which is what's broken, what's broken in the system in Hollywood. What we want to do is for those people out there that, and Roger, they might be people that have no interest in being in the film industry as a, as a creator. They 
are not a fan of films, but they want to invest in Hollywood films. What moguls aim to do here is we, we want to give people the opportunity that they can invest in our films and they can see where that money goes. And they can obviously have that transparency on the blockchain that's not there at the moment within the Hollywood system. The thing that makes this really exciting is it all comes down to, like we said, giving people a voice that they didn't have before. And if it's on the investor side, if you weren't connected, it was very hard to be able to invest in good films. Not just, you know, there are places you can just say, hey, this person wants to make a film we can invest in. But these are films that obviously have got distribution attached. They've got great actors, directors, writers attached, and they are really at the top tier level of, of filmmaking. So giving people that opportunity to have a the transparency and almost like the I suppose the security. It's on the blockchain. It's a lot safer. We're going to see what's going to happen, and to be able to do that from anywhere around the world is is very very exciting. And that's what Mogul really wants to do, and they can see on their return. Obviously, the great thing too is the fans are going to want to see the movies that we fund. So the ultimate goal here, looking if we kind of like you know pushing ahead in the the very near future, is that if you're investing in a Mogul production it's going to have a fan base behind it as well. It's not just going to be, oh, that's a good idea or that's good cover art. It's, look, it's made it through the script creation process. There's a great oversight film team that really knows what they're doing in Hollywood. And by the way, there's also fans voted. So when it's finished, they're going to want to see it too. Love so there, there's, a lot, there's a lot there to kind of take away. Absolutely breaking the wall between fans and investors and filmmakers. Exactly right. Just breaking all those walls, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things where people think, "Why didn't this happen earlier?" And then they, you know, you say, "Oh, of course, technology and <laughs> and all that." I think I think a great thing now. A lot of people look at COVID as it's it stalled a lot of industries and it, it made it harder, and it certainly did. But I think in a lot of ways too, it forced people to get out of just the everyday patterns. And I think with filmmakers too, uh, a lot of creativity came out. People were okay. Well, I've I'm in lockdown. I can't shoot outside, but I can shoot a great horror film inside. Or this has given me time now because I'm forced to stay inside now to really focus on my draft and my screenplay. And it it really does lead into your last question, which was this, why didn't this happen sooner? I think now is a, a, a very pivotal point in the film industry anyway, just with all the changes that are going on with business anyway, that when everything does sort of turn the corner with, uh, with COVID and get back to some sort of normality, it's very much going to be, I think, an opportunity to do things differently. Mm -hmm. And I also see on the platform the relationship that people have with the film, with the project, and also with the way they interact with that, right? I can see that people can both like a project and also vote for a project. What is the difference there and how does that play um, in the way films are getting made? It's a good question because we're constantly wanting to update that to make sure that the fans are getting the best voice they can. In a, a perfect world, we could have everybody basically vote on what project they want to have, and we could say, right, who's got the highest vote? But then we're looking into, obviously, voting systems can be rigged. It's the same thing when some people say, I've got 150 million YouTube subscribers, and 150 of them are all bought and paid for. The same thing with mogul. We're, we're making the voting system very fair so that, first of all, you have to sign up to the platform to be able to vote. It's not just you can simply go and vote every second and try and get your friend's film greenlit. The other side of it, too, is that 
we want to give everybody as much information as possible about the project. So rather than just pitching an idea and saying this person is attached, it's here's a film that's got this person aboard, this person, these are their track records, here's either some cover art, here's a pitch deck, or even in some cases the, a trailer. And that way then the audience can say, right, do I want to actually vote on it? Is it my my style of what I want to see made? And they're getting all the information possible. And at the same time, that helps us. If someone doesn't like a project and likes another one, well, that gives us an indication of, of what people are lending towards. Mm -hmm. So also, again, going back to the platform and the different dynamics um, that is that are involved uh, with participating and engaging with the platform, people can basically purchase stars through their dollars. Am I wrong? Yeah, so when you when you sign up for the platform, Obviously, you you need to actually buy stars to be able to have more of a voice, um, you know, vote on things, but also have the access pass. So, for example, you have different tiers of what access uh, pass you want to get. So for the and, and again, so we don't sort of muddy the waters too much for the person that doesn't have experience in the film industry, but is wanting to have an onset experience, a red carpet, they can purchase that through mogul stars. So obviously they're, they're buying it through the mogul currency and they're getting a, a process that they can't really get anywhere else, especially on the tier films that we've got and keeping it in tiers rather than being like, well, if you give me, you know, 50,000 stars, you can get this, but if you give me 50,500 stars, you get this, it's tier one, two, one, two, three, tier four. We're getting an idea now as well of, of what sort of level people want to have, whether it's be, I'm a filmmaker from afar, or I'm a, a desperate fan that really wants to walk the red carpet, we're offering different levels. It is very smart on, on many, many levels. Uh, it is really an incredible system. And the question I have now is the money that people used to spend and to that they spend to use the platform, uh, is that the money that's going to produce those films or there are multiple ways that comes to life? Yeah, it's a great question because obviously breaking it down into um, having obviously certain amount of money in escrow that then in the future people can vote on what they want to do with that money, like what the the, the token holders want to do with that money, uh, but also broken down into the side of the money we raise goes back into our filmmaking. It's all about the, the, the fans. So obviously as we grow, there'll be more and more and more films coming into the showcase that we're going to fund. And that's the model we're looking at. So we want to create that opportunity where we're going to grow in the future to become bigger and better. And that's going to come with the, the more users, the more fans. And there's a there's a big audience out there at the moment. You can jump on our Telegram page anytime. Uh, I was on there recently, uh, well, yesterday, having a look at 39,000 uh, people on there. Um, you know, we're close to over 50,000 signups uh, just on the platform alone. And, and that's just been in over a, a month and a half of launching. So it's uh, kind of the trajectory has been very well received. <laughs> oh, man. It is. It is. Uh, the more we talk about it, the more exciting it is. And um, the 50,000 already people, 50,000 subscribers to the platform. I mean, what is the ultimate extension of this platform? Where do you see this going? What are the numbers in mind? Uh, what is the ultimate extension of the <laughs> Mogul Productions platform? I think that the Mogul's vision is, is to grow, to keep growing, but to never get to that point where it's going to become all about making money or all about simply 
we need to get to this this number and this number and this number. I think our goal is to to keep growing at a very progressive rate and implementing the technology on the blockchain as, as we're doing that, but also to make sure that we're not losing opportunities or we're not losing opportunities to be able to help uh, give people more of a voice. And that's been the big thing is, is as we're growing, we're constantly looking at ways that we can update the website or we can update the platform or we can give our fans something that they just haven't had before. And and like I said, it's it's about giving the fans, the filmmaker and the film investor a voice that they haven't had in the industry before. And that's a process that obviously will get better and better as technology gets better with the blockchain. Hmm, do you think other production companies or platforms will actually take a grasp and take a chance on a system like this one? Yeah, I think I think what right now is happening in Hollywood is, is COVID, as we were sort of talking, has really made people stop and think of different ways to look at making money. And studios need to make money. That's that's the real thing. And the independent filmmaker needs to make their film, like needs to have the money to make their film. So I think what you'll find is that people will look at NFTs a lot more. They'll look at how they can implement blockchain as a way of garnering more income, but also a way of being able to attract better filmmaking. And so I've already seen, you know, as we mentioned, you know, Kevin Smith's Kilroy, that's that's a, just a great example of a well-known filmmaker that's now going in that, that direction uh, when they've completed their film. Likewise, Trevor Hawkins' film, Lackawanna, that's another great example. You wouldn't see that a year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. James, this is um, this is a lot, <laughs> a lot on the to, table. <laughs> lot to take in. Lot to take in. Yeah, you're doing a really good job at, at getting the word um, out there and through very clearly. So uh, thank you for being here. And uh, I, I wanted to quickly also touch on NFTs as you mentioned earlier, because um, it is it is something that's completely revolutionary, and we're all still grasping it. Um, but I wanted to ask you if you know how filmmakers could actually go and let's say tomorrow they want to create an NFT, they want to try it. Is that possible? Can they do that? And how can they do that? Yeah. It, I mean, anybody can do it. And it's not just limited to filmmaking, but we're talking about the the filmmaking side. I, I think the best thing to do, because you're going to find that everyone's going to have a different project, different content, but look at what is a one of a kind you have within your, your film your TV series, your web series, what is a one in a kind? What is a digital asset that you can offer up? And you can get really creative and you can think, look, it could be the, the poster art, it could be a limited edition movie ticket, as, as I sort of mentioned before. Um, it, it, it almost even be like a limited edition voice recording uh, that you've got film. So these digital tokens and then simply that the best way to look at that is once if you own it, then the fun stuff happens. You know, how much royalties do you want to sort of receive once it gets on sold in the future? And again, I said it sort of goes up to about 20, 25%. Uh, and also looking at obviously if you have a project that you've done in the past, I know a lot of filmmakers have made great short films five years ago, six years ago, uh, and they've just been sitting around doing nothing. Uh, if you don't have something now, what have you got in the, the, the past that you've been able to, to look and dive into? And what would that process look like? Is it just simply going to uh, a website online that gives you the opportunity to create an NFT? And is that NFT then marketed on its own or you have to direct eyeballs to it? Um, how is that process like? Yeah, it's a good question. And I, I feel like I don't want to give too specific advice so I don't suddenly 
get caught out in the future. Um, but there's a couple of really good marketplaces where, again, with your wallet, your crypto wallet that you can go into and simply just sell your NFT on there. My advice would be um, for, for the independent filmmaker to, to have a look um, at, obviously, Google, have a look and see what marketplace is the best one for you. Basically, with your wallet, go in there and you can start selling it straight away. Um, I will say, though, keep an eye out for Mogul because what Mogul wants to do is have its own marketplace as well, which is very, very, very close to sort of being fully announced. So that's another great way where you'll be able to see Mogul will be able to sell their own NFTs on the platform as well. And, and that's just really exciting because there's going to be some really exciting projects coming up too. Uh, and also to give the fans and the, and the users an experience they haven't had before with their own. Wow, Mogul Productions is becoming the mansion of NFTs and cryptocurrency, film financing, <laughs> technology, everything. Everything is there. Um, uh, so with this huge system, it's a really good, well-engineered system uh, to support filmmakers, um, investors, fans. Um, now, what is the core of gravity? of this whole system, what is this really predicated on um, in terms of the functionality of the system and the platform uh, for the next five to 10 years? I think, I think the real core of it comes down to the, the, the principle of obviously transparency, because when things are a lot more transparent, you get a much better product. Uh, great case in point, if somebody uh, goes to work and has no one monitoring them, uh, and feels like they can, you know, not have to work and still get paid the same, then the productivity goes right down. Someone goes to work and obviously has someone who's either the supervisor or let's just say there's uh, accountability, they're going to do a much better job simply because of that. The filmmaking process with Mogul is it's all out there for you to see. So if Mogul says they're going to shoot a, a movie and it's going to be shot in Vancouver in August uh, to, to October, the budget's $2 million and this person is attached to it, then we're going to do that. And so for the investor, they're getting a lot more transparency along the way where the money's gone. But also the opportunity now, I think, really comes to the product that indie filmmakers are now going to have the option and Mogul wants to help them make the type of film that maybe doesn't get greenlit in Hollywood because it doesn't fit all the boxes that they're looking for rather than the indie filmmaker saying, right, well, I've got this wonderful script, I want to get it made, but no one wants to finance it. Mogul's saying, hey, if the fans want to see it made, let's get it made and put it through the script creation process. And we want to hear what films you want to be, be, be coming out. That's the big thing. I think a lot of people just take it for granted. If you really stop and think, the shows you watch on on different streamers, the shows you go to the cinema and watch, the, the movies you go to the cinema and watch, they're productions that you're being told hey that's the best summer movie or that's the best uh you know film that's going to come out this spring if you're voting on what you want to see i think the content that you want to see is going to come out a lot more and that's what we want indie filmmakers to feel like look let's get the films you want to see the great stories coming out <laughs> beautiful wonderful phenomenal and i'm actually curious to ask you about the moment in which this idea came to life how did it happen? Did you guys come together and talk about this? What was that process like, putting Mogul together? There's a few. Uh, how long have you got, Roger? <laughs> um, there's there's uh, a few really, really talented people in the, the tech side um, and the crypto side that came up 
obviously with uh, with the, the notion of this is what our vision is. And it was simply just a matter of partnering with really good film people too. So having like-minded people, even if they're in different sandboxes, having the same vision. And that's a great thing about Mogul is obviously the blockchain technology team and, and the guys on the tech side are really passionate about what they do. And that's their, obviously, that's their sort of uh, playground. They really want to drive the technology. And the film team is obviously, their, their side is obviously the sandbox in the film industry. And they're good at what they do. They know the industry well. And that's where we work really well together. We're not trying to cross lanes or someone's thinking, I want to do both jobs. It's we both want to drive together. And, and you made a good point, actually, when uh, we were talking off air. I think you said, uh, what is it, um, rising tides um, lift ships. Yeah, it seems like um, we have a saying in Italian, sulla cresta dell'onda, which basically means uh, always on the on the borderline of the wave, you know, on the crest of the wave, um, always there ready to 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 grab and, and to really implement innovation. And this is really the key word, I think, here, because this is really the future of film financing, right? We're juggling words like NFTs, crypto, and, and much, much more. Decentralizing the process is something that, people are starving for. And with this huge need that also comes from experiences that have really dictated the industry in the, for the past 20 years, people want this now more than ever. And uh, there is a, a full support, a full world of people out there ready to support you. Then they might not even know about Mogul, but they would be ready to support. And to that point, um, I really, uh, I really, respect your guys mission at mogul and uh, and support it with my whole heart as well as a filmmaker because i believe in the values of it and that's also the striking thing is the du duality right the values of mogul married with the technology and how that comes together to really empower filmmakers that maybe will have their whole career uh, depend and grow through that so it's really 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 special and uh, a part of me also thanks all of you and the team for making this happen, really. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I uh, and and I think you, we speak the same language there because you really understand the process where uh, whether you're the, the investor, the film fan, uh, or, or like we were talking about the filmmaker as yourself, there is holes missing and things can be done better. And it's that opportunity that Mogul wants to bring. And I think it starts with a voice. Obviously, you know, what films do you want to see made? Or how can I get my film script in front of people in Hollywood that if my film gets greenlit, they're going to make sure that it's done the right way. I think these these aspects of Hollywood are really missing, especially like we, we circle back, and I've said this a couple of times, but if you're not in Hollywood, in the middle of Hollywood, this is hard to kind of slipstream into that sort of field, uh, whereas Mogul just wants to give everyone a voice and give them the same opportunity and and let them come on that great experience. And, uh, and, and you know, like with the films that you've seen, I'm sure you would have seen many holes along the way where you've thought this is a lot more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that opens up a whole, uh, <laughs> whole conversation. And um, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is also the trajectory of your own personal career as James, you know, and, and James' career and James' journey uh, to be here right now, you know, uh, of the founding team of Mogul. Uh, so I'm curious about the beginning of your process in the film industry, the beginning of your journey, and what happened between then and now to James? How did that come together? I'm just curious about your journey. 
Yeah, no, no. I uh, I think it all really started after high school, straight after high school. I went to acting school, NIDA, which I said is a, a great school, Kate Blanchett, um, Sam Worthington, Mel Gibson. There's a great alumni there where it's a great foundation. Uh, but I, I think for, to kind of fast track to where from, from that sort of side of acting to, to where we're here now, I think my real passion comes from the progression of things and, and getting things better and better as they come, whether it's on a business side, uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera, and telling great stories. And I think that's where I'm sort of really excited about the future because I love the acting. The acting's great. Uh, I love the directing. Directing's great and, and writing. And now being a part of Mogul, obviously, this is a chance for, for me to really be a little bit more helping, uh, I suppose, push a new voice in the industry that I've seen there's a there's a lack of. And so, I mean, where we are right now with 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 James, let's strip Mogul away. Um, excited for a new feature film that I'm, I'm actually in a sound booth right now because we're doing the sound mix to two more days and the sound mix is done. Uh, really excited about that. And then there's a couple other really exciting projects that are that kind of come straight after that. But it's all a journey and it's all a really fun journey if we're making things better and we're building and we're pushing ourselves and, and that's what I'm all about. James, what's your advice to independent filmmakers out there today? I think to really enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride and experience it all experience at all because some people they make a feature film as a let's say director and they have a wonderful experience on one film then the next film they do it was really hard and it, it wasn't a fun experience but you learn in the tough ones and you can have fun in the the good experiences but in, experience it all and enjoy it don't don't look at it like it's entourage and everybody just just goes through cannon drive or beverly boulevard and and has bentley's and it's all fun and games it's about helping yourself grow too and getting a better product at the end. And that means yourself too. It's not just a better film. It's also you come out a better person at the end as well. James, thank you so much for being here. This was an absolute pleasure. We covered so much. Yeah, no, you're this conversation, really you, phenomenal. You kept up really well with that tech talk, Roger. Man, there is just so much, man. There's just so many points, so much inspiration. And uh, you did a really good job at really taking us through that process uh, with such clarity. So I'm uh, happy to see that there is a point of reference um, for filmmakers out there to, to get to know you better, to get to know Mogul better, and to familiarize with this, uh, with this future. It's really, really the future right here. Yeah, no, I have had a, a great time speaking with you and I'd love to keep chatting anytime. And, and also your projects are great too. I've uh, I've checked them out. So look forward to seeing more. It, it's it's a whole team. I appreciate those words. It's uh, For us, it's all about uh, social impact through film, whether it's documentary or narrative. Um, it has to have purpose, right? And that's why it resonates so much because Mogul has purpose as well. And that's what we have to latch onto. If we do purposeless things, then uh, we are abandoning and giving up on the essence of life, I think. And so to see that resonance in purpose, um, it, it lights not only my heart, but I think also other people's hearts. And, and that's what it's all about. So yeah, James, I thank you so much for being here. I'll put all the links, uh, all the um, social media handles in the description of the podcast. Any last uh, final messages, any shout out, anything you want to share uh, to our audience out there? I just want to say it's been a real pleasure to chat with you. Really excited to to see the uh, the future of Mogul, and also just can't wait to see the uh, the film projects that uh, indie filmmakers are going to be making in the next well, the very near future. Basically, from here on out, as we push out of COVID. Fantastic! This was James Pratt. James, 
Thank you so much. Grazie mille. A big hug to you, to the whole Mogul team, and a big hug to all of you out there listening to the podcast. This is the Movies Movers podcast. I'm Ruggiero, your host, and I'll catch you on the next ones. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.